Hello, I am Andrew Kahn. I'm joined here by Kyle Austin. We're the Michigan and Michigan State beat writers, and we're here to preview the Big Ten Men's Basketball Tournament, which starts actually tonight, Wednesday night in Indianapolis. Michigan and Michigan State will not take the floor until tomorrow. Michigan playing at 11.30 a.m. against Indiana and Michigan State taking the floor at the for the first game of the of the second session there at 6.30 p.m. Eastern time against Maryland. Kyle, welcome. Are you excited for this year's Big Ten tournament? I am excited. It's I think it's going to feel pretty close to normal mm-hmm. for the first time in a while. Uh, two years ago, you and I went down there and turned around and came back uh, without <laughs> covering a game. Last year, uh, just you know, Lucas Oil, you know, an enormous venue, only friends and family. Uh, everything about it felt odd. This is going to feel back to normal, and it feels like it's been a while. You know, we're talking to Malik Hall at Michigan State yesterday. He's a junior in his third season, and he said, "I've never really. I feel like I've never actually played in the Big Ten tournament." tournament you know because they've all been strange so i'm looking forward to it more certainly more than i have the last couple and and both teams not necessarily expected to go too deep in this event for for Mm -hmm. the first time in a while you know michigan was the big 10 champions last year uh, in the regular season so they were the one seed they at least you know made it to saturday do you remember the year i i put this in a chat earlier this week as far as the last time neither team made it to at least the semifinals but it's been a while it might have been 20 was it 2015 or 2011 or something it's been a while and and michigan state this i believe this is only the fourth time that they've started on Thursday in the tournament's okay. history. They've almost always been a top four seed, so it's going to be weird for them having a Thursday game at all. Let's start with them. I know they play later in the day, but that, that's all right. Michigan State playing Maryland. They're the seven seed. Maryland's the 10. Uh, the winner moves on to face number two seed, Wisconsin. I know these teams played to end the regular season, which is kind of odd now to, to turn around and play so quickly. Was that their second matchup? I cannot remember if Michigan Yes, second matchup. Michigan State swept the season series. Okay. They won um, close game at at, um, at Maryland, and then yeah, on Sunday they played again. So I guess you know there there is the old adage of it's hard to beat a team three times. <laughs> I've disproven this over the years because Michigan has often drawn a team for the third time. Uh, it's not the case with Indiana, but and it's just it's just simply not true. But there is the uniqueness of the fact that they did just play a few days ago. I guess yeah. What are you what are you looking for in this matchup? Yeah, I, I I've actually seen that statistically disproven that adage. <laughs> although I've also heard Michigan State coaches and players say it like five times this week. So they certainly believe it. I, I mean Michigan. Michigan State, I think, matches up pretty well with Maryland. You know, they didn't they didn't beat a whole lot of teams two times this year, and Maryland's one of the ones they did. You know, it, it's been the teams kind of with the big dominant bigs that have given Michigan State the biggest trouble. Michigan being one of them the other day, and, and Maryland doesn't really have that. You know, they're, they're a little bit more guard oriented, and I think Michigan State can defend that pretty well. Eric Ayala hit five threes on him the other day, uh, really got going in the second half. So I think he's probably number one in the scouting report at this point. Although Fats Russell can can give you trouble too, they. Defend Defended him pretty well, but those are the two kind of guys to watch out for. But, you know, both of the games they played in the regular season followed a pretty similar script. Michigan State went up big in both of them, looked like they were going to cruise, and then kind of fell apart and made things way more interesting than they had to. You know, needed a game winner to to win at Maryland when they were up by 15, I think. And then on Sunday, they went from up 20 to uh, up by three. Maryland very much back in the game before Michigan State closed it out. So Maryland has certainly shown that they're capable of playing with Michigan State, capable of winning. So Michigan State's going to want to close the door, I think, a little bit better this time. Well, we'll talk about sort of the implications of... of- 
what these games, this tournament means for these teams in the NCAA tournament, but we'll move over to Michigan here. They play Indiana, like I said, Thursday, 1130. Michigan beat Indiana in Bloomington, 80 to 62, but that was back on January 23rd. Not a ton has changed for Michigan. They continue to just go up and down like they have for most of the season. It's now nine straight games where it's been win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, and they're coming off a win. So that's maybe not a good <laughs> sign. I mean, they, they, the players like acknowledge though, that this is happening. They seem to be more aware of it. They, they admitted even as recently as uh, Sunday after the win over Ohio state, that in the game before that Iowa, that they were riding too high from the game before that the Michigan mm-hmm. state win. So it's like, they are aware that they are, you know, in the sense reading their own press clippings and, and just getting too high after these wins and, and not focusing at the start of game. So that's the first step, right? To uh, addressing a problem is, is recognizing you have one. <laughs> now they have to try to do something about it. And of course, on top of all of this is the fact that Jawan Howard is returning as head coach. He was suspended for the post-game brawl. Uh, he incited at, at Wisconsin on February 20th, got suspended the next day for five games, which is now up. Um, he was reinstated officially on Monday. We have not talked to him yet as of this recording, but that will change in a couple of hours. So stay tuned for coverage of that on MLive.com slash Wolverines. Jawan Howard speaking for the first time since since he was suspended. But yeah, how how that will change, you know, the team, you wouldn't think too much would change because Phil Martelli tried to run this, you know, the way Jawan Howard would have. He was his own person, you know, personality wise, but you know, the, the style of play on the court didn't, didn't change too much. So yeah, like, like I said, we're going to talk about what these games mean. And for Michigan, it's important. They are, I've, I've done my, a lot of research here the last few days on, on the bubble and Michigan's in better shape than maybe I thought they are. They are viewed as in the tournament by most everyone who puts out a bracket. But the thing is they're viewed as one of the last, you know, handful of teams in by almost everyone who puts out a bracket. So it's, it's a fluid situation that could, that could change quickly uh, for Michigan in the wrong way, especially when you're playing a, a team like Indiana, who, who's another bubble team and will be hungry to, you know, move up in the rankings, not necessarily take Michigan's spot, but you know, definitely they're in a worse spot and, and are a little more dangerous. So Michigan probably in no matter what happens, but, you know, you beat Indiana, you know, you, you get another decent win and then your next game, win or lose, it, it's not going to hurt you too much. You know, I think they'll feel much better if they at least get one game. Michigan State seems to be safer. What's what's your take on kind of what they need to do in the Big Ten tournament? You know, I, I think they're safer and I, I I think they could lose on Thursday and still be in uh, without even too much sweating. The win over Purdue on February 26th, um, I think is the one that really kind of put them over the top. Um, and then Sunday got them to 20 wins, which is kind of a benchmark, I guess. Nine games above 500, given the the fact that they're in the Big Ten, they're in the strength of schedule. You lose, you're still eight games above 500 as a 20 game winner. I, I think that's that's pretty safe. So they don't they don't have too much to worry about. Maybe they slip a little bit lower. I think they'll probably end up being in like an eight nine game. But you know, going back to kind of what you said, I, I think Michigan's safe too. But the thing you got to remember about all this is that like the bubble is not static. You know, right. we're talking today and all it takes is a couple, you know, you call them big stealers, you know, these these um, small conference teams that rise up, win a conference tournament when they weren't going anyway. And that just basically moves everybody down a spot. So all it takes is one or two of those. And I think Michigan's in more shape. And I still think, you know, that's still unlikely, but, it, it you know, I, it wouldn't shock me, I guess. Right. I mean, so far that hasn't happened. You know, Loyola, Chicago, for example, yeah. Murray State, both won their conference tournaments. 
tournaments, but it can happen in the, in the major conference tournaments too. We saw it last year. Georgetown came out of nowhere and won the biggies. Oregon State didn't really look like an NCAA tournament team until they, you know, they won the Pac-12. So like it, it can happen. It can happen anywhere. So, you know, it seems maybe more likely in the lower conference tournaments because those are one bid league. So it really just takes the one upset and to, to make it happen. But yeah, you're, you're, you don't want to see those if you're certainly the, the, the Michigans of the world and you know, Indiana's and things like that. But it seems like the Big Ten is is in position to get a you know a good number of teams in. Strength of schedule certainly helps. You know, Michigan is is fifth in their in their net strength of schedule. Michigan State thirteenth. You know, they both have decent number of quad one wins. Michigan State is four has four, I believe. Michigan State, Michigan five. You know, they've lost twice as many of, as that, but um, you know they they've done okay in those chances and they've they've taken care of business on the back end. You know, both avoiding those those bad losses as they say. So that's been key. You know, Michigan State's non-conference a, a little, if not tougher than Michigan's, they certainly performed better to get those wins mm-hmm. over over Loyola and UConn on neutral courts. Definitely helped. You know, Michigan played some good teams like like Arizona and and you know North Carolina looks like a tournament team, but they didn't they didn't seen Hall, but they didn't they didn't beat them. So it helps to strike the schedule, but eventually you need those wins. But you know, Michigan Michigan gets to four games over five hundred with that win over Ohio State, and and that's really. That's really the key. We'll, we'll we'll talk about both teams, but you know, obviously, you, you know Michigan State much better. Do you think they're capable of making a run here? As far as the way the bracket sets up, I mean, Maryland, you, you already kind of talked about, but you know, Wisconsin would would be next, um, and you know, they're a team that's coming off a, a stunning loss to Nebraska in the regular season. Right. I, I mean, I think if you're Michigan State, if you're a Michigan State fan, the reason you're feeling good is that you've beaten everybody on your shot bracket already. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Maryland, you're going to play first, beat them twice. And then you play Wisconsin. They won at Wisconsin. And then if they get past that, highest seed is Purdue. And they just beat Purdue, you know, a week and a half ago. Um, you, you compare that to, you know, if they were looking at an Illinois who they got swept by, uh, maybe you don't feel as good. But the flip side of that and the reason I'm not you know, if I, if I was picking a bracket right now, I wouldn't be having them go deep is that they just, they haven't seen the consistency. You, you talked about Michigan going alternating win-loss, win-loss for its last nine. Michigan State uh, hasn't been quite that up and down, but they have not won back-to-back games since January 29th to February 1st. So basically they went the entire month of February without back-to-back wins. They've shown they can rise up for a game, you know, beat Purdue, beat Wisconsin, beat Michigan pretty handily at home. Uh, but they can never seem to follow that up um, with anything. You know, they'll follow that up with a loss to Penn State um, or, um, or or the like. So right. um, I, I could see them knocking off a good team. I, I can't see them playing well for three, four days in a row because they just haven't shown that they can do that. And that goes through the NCAA tournament too. I mean, and trust me, I'm not saying anything that anybody at the Breslin Center doesn't know. You know, this is their number one concern. We're not consistent. We'll, you know, we'll defend one night, not defend the next night. We'll have, you know, 10 turnovers one night and 20 turnovers the next night. Unless they can solve that and figure out how to be consistent, which they've been trying to figure out since mid-January, I, I just have a hard time seeing this team going around. And, and But isn't that the case for so many teams in this Big Ten? I mean, Ohio State was, was riding high and then they, you know, they, they end up losing, you know, three out of their last four, including, you know, Maryland and, and Nebraska and, and then a home game to Michigan. You know, R- Rutgers has been has posted some great wins. But, you know, if you go back earlier in the season, some terrible losses. You know, Iowa was kind of back and forth before finishing the season strong. Um, and then, of course, Michigan is, is just ping pong between, you know, wins and losses 
most of the year, but but especially here down the stretch. So I don't know. You get the sense of of maybe yeah, these teams beat up on each other during the regular season. We'll do it again here in Indianapolis and come NCAA tournament time. You know, they'll they'll some unfamiliar opponents. They'll be able to you know get a get a chance to make a run. I I don't know. But as far as this this week for Michigan, I think I think Wisconsin's aforementioned loss to Nebraska really hurts them because it it then put it, it put was it knocked Wisconsin down to the two line and two seed and moved Illinois up to the one seed and that's just mm-hmm. a much tougher matchup for Michigan not to mention it takes away that juicy juicy story oh I, I really want to potentially really facing want Wisconsin again and how Jawan Howard's second game back but um, that could only happen in the championship now which seems seems very unlikely but yeah I just think Illinois is tough I mean I I, I see for both of these teams I, I kind of filled out my bracket here Michigan Michigan State both winning a game but probably no more mm-hmm. I like Iowa over Rutgers I like Illinois and, and Purdue to play for a championship on Sunday but I, I don't know I think Illinois is just just a tough matchup for them they already lost to him twice um, you know Illinois has a player that can that can neutralize Michigan's best player in Hunter Dickinson. So the two of them, you know, might both put up 20, but yeah, that cancels each other out. And Illinois has just got, you know, a, a superior guard in Trent Frazier and a lot of three-point shooters. That's just been tough for Michigan to cover. But again, just beating Indiana would be would be a step in the right direction. It would end this streak they've been on of winning and then losing, mm-hmm. you know, and give them maybe a little more, a little more hope, especially if they play well um, on Friday, you know, going into the NCAA tournament. To me, the danger, the other reason Michigan, I thought, got the tougher draw is Indiana is like the biggest bubble team in the field. You know, like they're pretty much right on everybody's cut line and and they need a Big Ten tournament win. I think you could argue more than any team um, in the whole tournament. So you play that and then you play, you know, if you win, then you play a tough matchup against Illinois. Like, like that's tough. And, And we haven't really seen Indiana rise up at the end of seasons and make runs um I, I guess recently but i think you always just have to be wary of that team that's right on the bubble and really needs a win i i completely agree then they looked they looked better you know they they won they won two games in a row then Rutgers was a tough loss and and purdue tough loss they're on the road by two points like they, they've been in games they just haven't exactly been able to to finish them but they're they're talented and yes they're 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 hungry and determined that's for sure i mean and michigan state on the other hand got lucky because you know a 10 seed maryland though is just not in the tournament picture so not that they won't be motivated that they couldn't win but it's not a fact not at all i agree um so it's looking like you know the the top the top eight seeds you know looking like ncaa tournament teams with with indiana maybe trying to make a push and then anything else would be a, a bid steal or rutgers is interesting because they're kind of a bubble team in a way but they're the four seed in this event. And I don't think that really did them any favors because at the end of the day, the committee does not care where you finished in your conference exactly. They're not really looking at, at that. That's not one of their metrics. And and by getting this double bye, they're kind of denied right. a chance for another win. You know, they don't get to they, they potentially face Iowa, but that's in their first game. So it's kind of a, you know, they could get a huge win, but I think they'd probably rather be in a spot where they, they just get another win, period. And then no, face you, you'd like much Iowa. rather be facing playing on Thursday and facing Maryland if you're if you're them. So, yeah, right. I, I hope Rutgers gets in because I, I, I think they could they think they could go on a run. I think they were totally I like I get why the turn the committee can't like take how you're playing lately into right. account. But like to me, the way they've been playing since, you know, February 1st, um, a completely an NCAA tournament team. Absolutely. You got any other, I guess you got a, you got a sleeper for this event or a champion or whatever. I kind of, I kind of tip my hand that I guess I like, I like Iowa over Rutgers. That's a five over the four. I like Purdue over Wisconsin. It's a three over two, mm-hmm. but in the end I've got, you know, two of the, 
the more talented teams in this league, Illinois and Purdue playing for a championship. I, I don't know, flip a coin for that one, but I guess, um, you know, Illinois consistency. I like, but, um, mm-hmm. Purdue's Purdue's got a high ceiling too. I, I guess I'll take Purdue in, in my pick to win this thing. I, I, I would take that. My sweeper is definitely Iowa though. Okay. Um, I, I love the way they've been playing for a while. You know, they, they've shown they can beat anybody in the conference. They've got kind of the formula to me. What's the postseason formula? You got a, a dude, you got a stud and Keegan Murray got experience. Jordan Bohannon's in his 12th year there uh, or whatever <laughs> it is. It, the counterpoint would be if anybody wants to put up France postseason record, it's not great. So they have to overcome maybe not, maybe not being consistently good in this event, but um, I like the way they've been playing. And I like their pieces. Um, so I was kind of my dark horse, but yeah, Illinois and Purdue to me, they've been the best two teams all year and Wisconsin rose up. They were a nice story. Um, I, I don't, I haven't been as convinced by them. Uh, the whole year. So I, I think at the end of the year, I'm going with the talent. Those two teams have the best rosters. I think they're going to get it together. And I'll take Illinois if you're taking if you're taking Purdue. I do agree. I think they've been a little bit more consistent. And like a thousand people have pointed out, uh, Purdue's defense scares me in the postseason. Um, they just haven't defended, I think, at the level that you, you need to to win championships in March. Um, and I think uh, Illinois has been a little bit better in that respect. Yeah, Iowa, Iowa, I've got winning two games in this tournament. It would be the first time uh, they did that since they since they won it in 2006. <laughs> Other than that, it's just been either zero wins or one win for the Hawkeyes uh, in, in this event. And yes, that was when Steve Alford was still the coach. So you got to go back a while. But yeah, it should be, again, with, with, with more fans in attendance. And I don't want to say this is wide open. Anyone can win this field. I don't I do not believe that. But I think it's it's comp- you've got a nice mix of you know, teams that are really trying to establish themselves as potential, you know, two, three seed type teams for the NCAA tournament, you know, a mix of a, of a few bubble teams trying to solidify their resumes. Um, and then, you know, just, and then the rest of the field. You know. Can we talk about Nebraska? I mean, what, what are Nebraska's odds at this point? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, you, you've got, yes, that, that is the, the first game of this event, 6 PM tonight, Nebraska Northwestern in the 13, 12 game. And then you got Penn state, Minnesota after that, but what are you I'm trying joking, to say? Nebraska's hot at the right time. Is maybe that Penn me? state, Ohio state, Wisconsin on the road to win the regular season, which is just astounding. So yeah, I was my real dark horse. Nebraska, I don't think you can keep that up, but Man, I, they impressed me last week. Uh, Nebraska started this uh, Big Ten season 0-12. Uh, they were 1-16 <laughs> entering the final week. And then, as Kyle mentioned, just ripped off three wins against, you know, I mean, teams that were that were playing for some things. I mean, Ohio mm-hmm. State did not want to lose that game. Wisconsin, it cost them, the, you know, the outright Big Ten championship. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, wild stuff for Fred Hoiberg's team, which certainly when they played Michigan, I, I, I didn't see any of that fight. So, yeah. The, again, the, the other thing to say, neither of us picked Wisconsin – Part of it for me is Johnny Davis got hurt, you know, in that Nebraska game. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess he's coming back, but still kind of a question mark there, which which gives me another reason not to pick Wisconsin, I guess. Absolutely. And they, I mean, again, they've just been, they've been living on the edge kind of all season. Mm-hmm. They look like a team that could, yes, make, make a run to, you know, who knows, the Elite Eight or something like that, or, or, or potentially lose in the first round. They've just been, they've been so good in close games, which is important. It matters. The results matter. But yeah, it just hasn't, uh, they haven't been as convincing and I think outside of Davis, they they just don't have that that star power. They don't shoot the three well at all. I no, mean, it's kind of like amazing how poorly they shoot it. Yet <laughs> how well they've they've been doing. So we'll see. But you got Michigan. <clears throat> you got Michigan. Excuse me. Uh, tipping off eleven thirty a.m. First game of the day. A lot of a lot of fans in the state will be 
you know, taking taking at least the morning off or an early lunch, I guess, to watch uh, to watch that one against Indiana and then Michigan State at uh, six thirty. It's nice they're both the first game of their of their session, so yes. you don't have to worry about you know the previous game going the, long as they the tip off time do. should be the tip off time yes. exactly. And both are on Big Ten Network as is you know all the games in this event up until. Uh, the semifinals on Saturday, those move to uh, CBS, as does the championship, which tips off at 3.30 on Sunday. I say it every year. It's absurd. It bumps right up against the selection show. I don't know. We've we've been covering that game more often than not in recent years, but this year seems seems unlikely either one of them makes it all that far, but... We shall see. But yes, that culminates in with the selection show. And we'll have we'll have coverage of this whole event right through Sunday and, and beyond into the NCAA tournament on MLive.com. So thank you for reading that. And thank you for watching this. 